Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Acts. Howdy and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. How are all of you guys doing? I hope you've been doing well. The weather around here has been cold. It's been cold and rainy as it has been basically all year. (laughs) We did not get a break from the rain, like where I'm at. We had a very, very rainy spring, summer, and fall. So I'm really looking forward to next week because it's supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be cold, but at least the sun is going to shine for a few days. And I'm very much looking forward to that. I, I love the sun. I am not one of those types of people that feel more energetic when it's rainy and overcast, though those people do exist. And I'm curious if you're one of those people. Do you prefer sun or do you prefer clouds? Like, are you more productive when it's rainy out or when it's sunny out? I'd love to know the answer to that. So contact me. You're going to find my information listed in the description of this podcast episode, along with everything else I do. Make sure to go over and follow the Facebook page as well, because I do a lot of updates over on Facebook. So you might miss something. Like if you're not following me on Facebook, you might miss something. And also go over to the website and sign up for emails as well because my email list is still kind of (laughs) small. It's actually very small as compared to everybody who follows me on Facebook and the amount of people that I know tune into the podcast every single day. My email list is lacking. So go over to my website as well and sign up for the emails because that's also a way that you can stay in touch with everything that uh, P4A Ministries does. And I promise not to send you a thousand emails. I'll probably send you more like 10,000 emails a month. (laughs) Actually, just kidding. It's usually like one a month because I forget to do them. And thankfully, my sister took them over and it's still only like one a month, but I don't have to do that one a month. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to stop jibber jabbering and I'm actually going to talk about the Bible. Acts chapter 12, verses 11 through 19 is what I'm going to be reading today out of the W.E.B. Grab your cup of coffee and let's read some scripture. When Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I truly know that the Lord has sent out his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from everything the Jewish people were expecting. Thinking about that, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who is called Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. When Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, she didn't open the gate for joy, but she ran in and reported that Peter was standing in front of the gate. They said to her, you're crazy, but she insisted that it was so. They said, it's his angel. But Peter continued knocking. When they had opened, they saw him and were amazed. But he, beckoning to them with his hand to be silent, declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. He said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. When Herod had sought for him and didn't find him, he examined the guards, then commanded that they should be put to death. He went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. This portion of scripture is just so cute and funny to me with Rhoda, the servant girl, and how they're calling her crazy and stuff. It's just funny. It's just a funny story. So you remember from last time, King Herod 
who was not King Herod in the time of Jesus's birth, you know, the King Herod that wanted to kill Jesus, nor was this King Herod, the creepy guy that liked his wife's daughter. This is the nephew of that guy. So this is King Herod Antipas is what his his full name, I guess, would be. So King Herod Antipas is now on the throne and he doesn't like the Christians primarily because the Jews don't like the Christians. So he wants to be popular with the Jews. And so he starts persecuting Christians. It was the easiest way for him to gain popularity among all the Jews because the Christian church was really starting to spread at this point in time. Don't forget that um, in Antioch, the church was growing very, very huge in Jerusalem. The church was rather large. That, that was where the disciples primarily were. And so Christianity is really beginning to spread. So the Jews who were anti-Christianity didn't like the Christians. And so the best way for Herod Antipas to gain some respect among the Jews was to start killing off Christians. So that's what he did. He took James, the brother of John, and beheaded him. And then after he finds out that the Jewish people really liked that, he seized Peter and put him in prison for probably up to a week. And this was during the time of Passover. Now, the entire church was praying incessantly for Peter during this time period. They were very, very upset about everything that was going on, obviously. And so they're praying for Peter. So God listens to the prayer of the early church and he sends his angel down to Peter's prison to help Peter escape. And then suddenly the angel just disappears. And Peter realizes then that it wasn't a vision he was seeing, but he was actually seeing and experiencing a real angel and was actually now in the middle of the street instead of in prison where he thought he would be. So in verse 11, Peter had come to himself, meaning he realized what had happened. And he said, now I truly know that the Lord has sent out his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from everything the Jewish people were expecting. So Peter fully believed he was going to die. Like he had no doubt in his mind that this was the end of his life, that Herod was about to kill him and that the Jewish people were expecting his death. And that's exactly what happened. Herod truly was planning on killing Peter and he was planning on doing it very, very soon, probably within hours to minutes of Peter's escape. So Peter is now in the middle of the street and it says in verse 12, thinking about Everything that just happened to him, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who is called Mark. So John Mark, the author of Mark. Now, why did Peter go to this home? Because he had a really good and strong relationship with John Mark and possibly all of the book of Mark, which was the first gospel written, potentially, was because Mark had paid attention to all the stories of Peter and wrote them all down. And that's how we get the gospel of Mark. So Peter goes first to the home of John Mark or to the home of Mary, who was the mother of John Mark. And it says there are many gathered together there praying. Now, we do know that Peter was married and that Peter took his wife with him everywhere. <laughs> so it's very possible, actually, that um, this was also where his wife would have been praying along with John Mark and John Mark's mother, Mary. And so it says there are many there gathered together praying for Peter, probably specifically. So Peter starts knocking at the door of the gate and there's a servant girl there named Rhoda. And so she's going to answer the door, but she recognizes Peter's voice. She didn't even see Peter. It just says that she recognized his voice. And maybe Rhoda, because this was nighttime, 
was like, who's there? And Peter was like, hey, it's me. And Rhoda, you know, recognized Peter's voice. And she didn't open the gate for joy. (laughs) And she's a younger girl. You know, it says a servant girl. So she would have been a younger young woman. And so instead of opening the gate to let Peter in, (laughs) she runs back with joy and tells the congregation of people meeting in the house that Peter was at the gate. And she's like, guys, Peter's here. And the, the people are all like, no, what are you talking about? Like, Peter is in prison. You're crazy is what they say. They said to her in verse 15, you are crazy. But she insisted that it was so. She's like, no, I'm not crazy. I'm telling you guys, Peter's at the gate. And they just couldn't believe it. So they come to the conclusion that what Rhoda saw was Peter's angel. And I guess back in these days, and this is still pretty uh, a very common belief now, is that every person has like a guardian angel. If I'm honest, I don't really know if I believe that or not, because it doesn't specifically say in scripture anywhere that every single one of us was assigned an angel. It doesn't say that. It does say that um, angels exist and that God protects you with angels, but I don't actually know if a guardian angel is assigned to each human being or if God just sends angels down when we need their help at times. I don't know. But the Jewish people back in these days really and truly believed that each person had a guardian angel. And so they thought that it was Peter's angel that was at the gate. So they're like, no, it's it's Peter's angel. Or here's another thought. They thought Peter was dead and that uh, maybe his spirit was like outside the gate. They just whatever was happening here, they truly just couldn't believe that it was actually Peter. So even though they're gathered together to pray deeply for Peter, probably with a lot of tears and crying and pleading with God, even though they're doing this, they don't actually think God answered the prayer. (laughs) And isn't that human nature? And I can tell you, I've experienced that many times where I'm like praying for something, but I don't actually think God is going to answer it because it's, it's too big or something for God to answer a prayer like that. And also we don't want to like get our hopes up as well if God doesn't answer the prayer. So, I I mean, in my case, there's some of that as well. But yet God did answer their prayers. God answered their prayers completely. And it really was Peter standing outside the gate. And so when we pray, we are supposed to have faith with those prayers, believing that God can do what we are asking him to do. Now, that doesn't mean that we expect God to do those things just because we pray them. But we shouldn't be surprised if God answers our prayers. Like if something, if we're praying for something big, we shouldn't be surprised if God does choose to answer that prayer and something big really does end up happening that we had prayed for. That doesn't mean God is always going to answer it because it has to be within God's will. And sometimes we're really bad at interpreting God's will. (laughs) And we don't know what to pray for, which is where the Holy Spirit comes in. But I'm, that's a whole other can of worms. But the the early Christians here who are gathering at Mary's home didn't have faith to believe that God could answer a prayer so big and somehow get Peter to escape from that prison. Or maybe they just expected God to answer it a different way, like Herod to change his mind or something along those lines. Anyway, 
Peter continues knocking in verse 16. So it says that finally someone opened the door. (laughs) So Peter's just standing there knocking and he's probably like, what the heck is happening? Like, I'm knocking on this door for five minutes. I know that there's a ton of people in here. I can hear them. I saw Rhoda. Why is nobody answering the door? So he's like knocking and knocking. And he's probably very anxious also to get off the street because he had just escaped from prison. And he was probably like, I need to get into this house right now. And also he was probably very excited to share how he got out of prison as well. So there's a lot of reasons for Peter to want to get into the house. So he's like knocking and banging on the door. No one's letting him in. Finally, someone lets him in and they were amazed. But he beckoned them to be quiet with his hand. So probably they were so amazed and they're cheering and they're excited when Peter walks through the door. And once again, Peter had just escaped from prison, so probably not the best for everybody to be as loud as they possibly could be right now in the middle of the night, right? So he tells them all to be silent. And it says in verse 17 that he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. So you might be asking, James, didn't he just get uh, killed? Like at the beginning of this chapter. Well, this is probably not that James. This is (laughs) obviously this is James, most likely the brother of Jesus. James became a Christ follower after Jesus was killed and resurrected. And James ended up becoming a pillar of the early church. He actually wrote the book of James. So this is likely that James. So Peter tells the Christians to relay the message to James the brother of Jesus, and to all the other disciples as well. And then it says, Then Peter departed and went to another place. And that is the last we hear of Peter in the book of Acts. Like his story is basically done. He's mentioned very briefly in a few chapters from now, but basically like in passing. Otherwise, this is the end of Peter in the book of Acts. Like his his story is done with. And that's because we're going to talk a lot more about Paul after this and all of Paul's journeys, because Paul was basically the greatest evangelist to ever walk the planet. He visited everywhere, basically, like all of the world at that time period he went and visited. So he was a great evangelist. And that's what Acts is going to focus on next. But before we move on to that, it says in verses 18 and 19 to conclude Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among soldiers about what had become of Peter. (laughs) So the, the soldiers were beside themselves over what had happened to Peter. They were afraid. They were like, holy cow, Peter is gone. What do we do? There was no small stir. So there was a very, very big stir (laughs) is what scripture is getting at. So everybody's trying to figure out what happened to Peter. And it says when Herod searched for him and didn't find him. He examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. So this Herod guy, he is just awful. Every single, every single king so far named Herod of the New Testament is just a terrible man, terrible human being. So he puts the guards to death. And it was customary of that day to put guards to death if their prisoner had escaped. But even so... This was not the fault of the guards. And it was kind of a silly thing to put these guards to death because God had brought 
Peter out of that prison. And you might be asking, like, well, Jen, did God sentence these uh, guards to death because he freed Peter from the hands of Herod? Well, no. Everybody forgets that humans have a choice. People have a choice to do wrong or to do good. It was not the fault of the guards that Peter had escaped, obviously. And yet Herod didn't want to hear about any of it. He didn't want to hear that potentially Peter had escaped because God was on Peter's side. He didn't want to hear about that. So he puts the guards to death. Now, then after that, it says he goes down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. And when we finish this up on Tuesday, we're going to talk about what happens to this King Herod, because he truly is an awful human being. And a lot of times we don't see God enacting vengeance on people in the New Testament. But this is one time where we see that he does. And I basically just gave away the whole story, but we'll talk about it on Tuesday. But yeah, this is basically the end of hearing about Peter's story. And uh, we won't hear more about Peter until we get to the books that he wrote, but that won't be for quite a while. Anyway, friends and faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please like and share and rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. I do appreciate all your guys' reviews. And telling people that the Bible Explained podcast is an excellent way to help the podcast to grow. Friends, I will see you all tomorrow for an episode out of Judges where we're going to be talking about basically the craziest chapter in the entire Bible. And that's going to be tomorrow. So you got something to look forward to. All right, guys. Happy listening. And God bless.